You're listening to Better Than Yesterday, a podcast that will inspire the chase to your best self. My name is Angelo Kelly, and I'm a creator who escaped the traditional nine to five. On the show, you'll hear conversations with elite athletes, mindset coaches, and everyday people who talk about their personal journey to a life of passion. I appreciate you guys being here. Now let's get rolling. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Better Than Yesterday. Thank you so much for joining me today. My guest is Jacob Horst. Jake has been creating some waves in the weightlifting community. He's been popping up all over the place. He just recently snatched 141 kilos, which we definitely talk about on the show. Jake has been competing for the last eight years in Olympic weightlifting, and he is one of the best athletes that America has to offer. So really cool episode, uh, getting to just pick his brain on training, how he approaches competition, and everything in between. So give it up for Jake Horst. Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Super excited. Yeah, I was thinking back. So the first time I got to see you lift was actually at the Summer Classic in 2019, last year. And uh, Ryan was putting on the meet he said there's going to be a cash prize and I'm like, all right, I'm pretty close to winning this thing. I'm kind of looking at who's competing just from our gym. And then you and Jordan pop in two days before and you guys both snatch more than my third attempt clean and jerk. And I'm like, Oh fuck, there is levels to weightlifting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I remember that. Uh, that was actually the first time I ever beat Jordan. And I remember this, this sounds dumb. You know, don't get me wrong. I like Jordan a lot. I was just in his wedding. He's a really good guy. He's a good teammate. Um, we're friends, but I remember Jordan made the world team two years in a row and he beat me out for that spot, senior world team. And I remember him telling me like we were just training and he was like, Hey, I'm competing at this meet this weekend. Like it should be easy for me to go grab the cash. Like no one's really there. And I was like, Oh, where's the meet at? He was like Westchester. And I was like, Oh, nice. So, so I think the meet was on a Saturday and that Thursday night I messaged Brian and I was like, Hey man, like, is there a late entry fee? Can I get in this meet? And he's like, yeah, you can get in. And I remember I didn't tell Jordan and I showed up on Saturday for Wayne's and he was like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm lifting. And he, I remember him being like, Oh shit. Like it's about to be on. Like he thought he was going to have to go like 120, 150. And I actually beat him that day. And yeah. That was that was a fun day. I mean, I lifted really, really well. Snatch PR, clean jerk PR. Um, I wasn't too heavy. I think I weighed in at like 68 and a half. So, but yeah, that was fun. I remember that. I didn't know you were there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was long done before you guys even, you know, stepped yeah. on for your third, for your first attempt clean and jerk. So let's just back up a little bit. Like, what's your, what's your weightlifting journey? How'd you get into the sport? All right. So I currently live in pennsylvania um berks county pennsylvania and wrestling is a really big thing in pa my dad was my school's first state champion ever in wrestling back in like 87 um and mind you i went to a school that has probably you know 700 800 kids in it it's a little little school in berks county the town i grew up in dauberville probably has a population of like 140 people um so you know, all I knew when I was a kid was wrestling. So I wrestled. So I was probably, I wrestled till I was in 10th grade. Um, ninth grade, I was like super good. I was ranked in the state of Pennsylvania. I had like four losses. Um, 
But I started training with Dane at Garage Strength when I was in eighth grade for just strength training, um, getting me stronger for the mat. And, you know, we do a ton of Olympic weightlifting at the gym in general for every single client that comes in the gym, not just Olympic weightlifters. And um, I kind of had a falling out with my high school wrestling coach. I wanted to listen to what my dad was saying because he's been my coach my whole life. And my high school coach didn't like that. He wanted me to do what he wanted to do. So um, Dane, I remember I was in eighth grade. He was like, hey, let's go to a local meet. Like, let's just see how you like weightlifting. Dane knew nothing at the time about weightlifting. <laughs> Mind you, like he knew absolutely nothing. And after that, I kind of just stuck with it because it was more something like I felt like I was wrestling for my dad for a long time where weightlifting was something that I really enjoyed doing. And I've always been a good athlete my whole life. Um, so once I started really weightlifting and figuring out that like, Hey, this is something I like doing. Um, not just other people like me doing, I, I kind of stuck with it. And I've been with Dane ever since, which is hard to believe because Dane is not an easy person to get along with. <laughs> yeah. And weightlifting is like this weird sport, man, because like I was thinking about it when I go, when I went to university nationals last year, like I see all these people and I'm watching hook grip videos and all things gym and stuff. And these people are like famous. You see Alyssa Ritchie or Maddie Rogers. But if you go to an airport, no one has any clue what weightlifting is. And it's like your gym garage strength. You have two of literally the best athletes in the United States. So it's kind of crazy that like nobody even knows about that. There's, there's just not a huge radar on weightlifting. Yeah, actually, Alex Jose did a documentary on like me, Jordan, and uh, Alex Lee from the American Open Series 3 last year. <laughs> um, it, was, it was basically a documentary about like the unknown of like professional athletes because there's like everybody knows who football players are and basketball players are, but like no one knows who weightlifters are or like professional water polo players that go to the Olympics for the U.S., um, so basically, I don't know, AO3, we were battling it out for the world team spot. Um, I won the snatch at 131. I think Alex snatched 27, Jordan snatched like 30. And then we all bombed out and clean and jerk. So, cause we were all just pushing each other like crazy, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because like people in the weightlifting world think of people like Harrison and CJ and Maddie Rogers, Alyssa Ritchie, um, Kate Nye, that like they're humongous celebrities and like they get nervous when they see them at meets. But like, I'm telling you right now, those people do not think of themselves like that. Maybe some of them who have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and people that don't weightlift follow them. But yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because weightlifting is one of the oldest sports. And it's one of the most like unrecognized and unpopular in places like the United States where like China, Lu Zhaojun is a celebrity. I mean, he's on all these game shows all the time and people know who he is, but like that's their sport and weightlifting in the U S is just not like that. Yeah. It's you grow up playing, you know, you wrestle, you play football, baseball, basketball. It's not like a, it's not a thing. And I, I think there's been a lot done on, like people like Cal strength and garage strength putting out content, like weightlifting is a sport and it's going to, it's going to be a sport in the future. Like kind of, as we, we see, there's a ton of Americans with extreme athleticism, like lifting huge weights, but it's just not something you don't push your eight year old kid into snatching or clean and jerking, you know? 
Yeah, that's why it's hard to develop youth, you know. Um, there's so very few out there that their parents are willing to, like, have them weightlift. Because every parent, you know, we, we're a normal gym garage strength. I, I'm, like, the main trainer at, at garage strength. I actually work there, too, full time. Um, but so many parents will come in and be like, hey, like, I want my kid to be a football player or a basketball player. And I'll see that they're, like, a talented weightlifter. And I'll be like, hey, like, we, we can compete. Like, we can go to nationals every year, like, local meets. It'll be fun. And they don't want anything to do with it because they don't even know what weightlifting is. But hopefully that starts to change. I know weightlifting has grown a lot since Phil Andrews um, took over as the uh, president and CEO, I think. Um, I don't remember when that was, but I do remember I was lifting before Phil Andrews took over. Um, lifting in like nationals in Cincinnati the one year was in a roller rink. It was in like a, it was in like a local like rollerblading rink where the platform was in the middle of this like like it was crazy and it just it was tacky and it was bad and now you know you have these big meets in these huge convention centers with hundreds of people there so i think it's just going to continue to grow especially like feats of strength is so impressive to like the average person um you know they see cj cummings clean you're 195 which you just did at like a local meet and they're like that is crazy it's something different than you know watching a someone catch a football but at the same time it just doesn't have as high of recognition but hopefully we get there one day i mean hopefully i can be around for that that'd be cool so what kept you in weightlifting when you're lifting at a roller rink or you're you're doing these local meets where there's just not a not a ton of notoriety um i think it was the fact that i'm a meathead right so i like i've always liked being a show off <laughs> like when I was a kid I would always do backflips for people and I would you know I was always trying to be the kid that everybody wanted to hang out with um so when I realized I was good at weightlifting I think the first the first year I lifted I got third at youth nationals I think it was like 2013 and I was like yo I'm on this like podium stand like people are seeing me it's not a ton of people and I, I like got a medal and I was like this is like cool like I'm people know who I am and I was good at it you know I can like I recognize when I'm good at something and when I'm not so I knew that I was good at it and I and I really loved it for some reason I, I still to this day struggled with why I love weightlifting because every day is either really good or really bad but I still do it every single day so I don't know I just think again I think it goes back to something like it was something that I did for me not for other people you know people play sports when they're in high school because their dad pushes them to play play sports you know i got to choose this this route myself i got to you know create my own path and i think that's what really like helped me stick with it for long term yeah it's like it's almost like a mental illness that you can go into the gym do the same two lifts over and over and over again and even this year 2020 no one was even able to compete so it's like you're training for a year with nothing you're just doing snatch yeah. clean and jerk squat and that's basically it besides your accessory work so i think uh that's why i like talking to weightlifters because i think we all have that screw loose at some point like being able to bang your head against the wall and and see progress and and there's a lot of times where you don't see progress for a long time so has there been a point in your weightlifting career where you stagnated at all oh dude let me tell you so I, I made pretty steady progress from the time I started weightlifting to about 2017, 2018, maybe. Um, 
And then it's so we have this, me and my coach, Dane, we talk about this grace period, this stagnant period in every single person's weightlifting career that start when they're young, that most people fail out of. I mean, we've had probably 20 athletes that could have been big time weightlifters that never make it past this period. Um, and I always tell everybody, it's the ones that make it out that are going to be successful. So when you're a youth athlete in weightlifting, you're going to be good, right? When you're a junior athlete in weightlifting, you're probably going to be good. If you're not, you know, whatever. But anyway, like myself, I, I made junior worlds when I was in 2017. We went to Tokyo. And then going into 2018, I was a senior, right? So I wasn't winning everything anymore. I wasn't the best. You know, my name wasn't at the top of these lists. And you see these people who are ahead of you who are 10 years older than you. And you're like, how the heck am I ever going to catch them? And then you kind of get in like a mental barrier where you're just stuck, right? So for from 2017 to about 2019, I was like, I didn't PR my snatch. I didn't PR my clean. My squat was going up like one kilo, like a month and a half at a time. And it was just over and over, like beating my head against the wall. I didn't want to be at training ever, but I did every single day. And yeah, man, the stagnant period in weightlifting is the hardest period because you're lifting weights. Like the main part of your job is to lift weights. And when you can't lift any more weight, you feel like you're not doing your job anymore. And you feel like you, you go through all these scenarios in your head. Well, if I haven't gotten better in two years, how am I going to get better next year? You know, what do I need to change to do this? If I've already done this and, and try to do this. So yeah, that there was a stagnant period in there for about two years where I just was terrible. I didn't, I didn't PR at all. Damn, that sucks. What do you, what do you say to people who are in that period right now? Like you're in that period, you haven't PR'd for a year. What's uh, what's something, a piece of advice that you would give them? Just think about why you started and keep going. Like I tell kids all the time, dude, it's the people who lift the longest that are the most successful. And I'll say that forever. Like if you live for 15 years, you're going to be successful in the sport of weightlifting. If you lift a day longer than a competitor, you're going to be more successful than that person. It's, it's all about time because your body is going to grow you're going to be more mature mentally, you're going to be more mature physically, and you're going to get more reps in, which is going to help with consistency and movement. So I always tell people just keep going, like get, keep your head low and just grind, grind, grind through those awful years because everybody has them and you're going to be in a lot better situation at the end of that time. I think that's so important. Like you can't replace time if somebody has been lifting longer than you. And even for me as like, I would say going from intermediate to advanced type lifter that I'm looking at guys like you guys, like Jordan, Alex Lee, what all those top guys. And I'm like, how the fuck am I ever going to snatch this weight that like they've been doing for years, but it's like, you've been training for like three times as long as me. So like, I don't, I don't even deserve to be at your level at this point. Well, and the crazy part too is like the stagnant period is always way like takes way more time than it does to gain kilos. So like I before like I had coronavirus on like April second. It was like right in the beginning of like our lockdown, and you know I couldn't go in and like we were going in for like private training sessions, just like a couple of us, so we could still train. 
And I didn't train for like 20 days at that time because Haley's dad, my girlfriend, she, he was also really sick. So by the time he went to the hospital and I was done with quarantine, it was like 21 days. And I remember coming back and like, I could barely back squat 110 kilos. Like my snatches were terrible. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm literally starting over. Um, but anyway, it just goes to show you, like, it doesn't matter who you are, like what your athletic capability is. Like time is the number one factor in being good at this sport. And unless you, you start too late, you know what I mean? Like if you start when you're 30 years old and, and you're planning on lifting until you're 40, you're probably not going to be beating guys that, have, that started when they were 15 and they, they end when they're 30. But to be honest, I never thought in my whole entire life that I would ever snatch 141 kilos. I mean, when I won senior nationals, the first time I won it in 2016 from the B session, and I was a 62, uh, Derek Johnson bombed out, and uh, I clean and jerked 137. So from 2016 to 2021, or 2020 currently, I've snatched more than I clean and jerk, and I just, I never thought like it would ever happen, especially with that stagnant period where I was barely snatching 125 for two years. Um, would randomly hit 130 every now and then, and now all of a sudden, like, you jump so fast in such a short amount of time to, like, a milestone lift that you never thought would happen. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. And for people listening, uh, kilos, so you're talking 141 yeah. kilos. So you weigh, what, like 150 pounds or so? Yeah, I compete at 147 pounds. Um, currently weigh, like, 151 probably right now 152 so i'm a little heavier but 141 kilos is 310 pounds for all the people who don't know what kilos is and that is absolutely insane to think about like snatching double body weight is definitely something that's like a pinnacle i think in weightlifting so 311 pounds at weighing 151 pounds is is insane strength and it's it's uh you need everything. You need good technique. You need good strength. So it's it's a combination. And there's, dude, there's not a lot of people in America who are able to snatch double body weight. No, I think in competition. Now I didn't do that in comp, so it doesn't really matter. But I think in competition, Alex Lee has done it. Um, CJ Harrison and Derek Johnson. One of the Barnes brothers might have done it, but I think there's only four to five USA weightlifters that have ever done it in history in the competition. So, Oh, a 55 just did it last, last year, actually. Okay. And, so and the, the lower weight classes, I think it, it's a little bit easier. The heavier you get, the harder it's going to be to do that. But yeah, it's, it's fun being a part of that group, you know, especially like, like dude, when I started weightlifting, like the only person I ever watched was John North and John North, um, Spencer Mormon and uh, Donnie Shankle. Like I watched the cow strength videos on repeat just over and over again. So being at the level or a little higher maybe than, than the guys that I grew up watching is just insane, especially now that I can snatch double body weight. I mean, I don't even know where to go from here. That's, that's what people always ask me. What's your next goal? I'm like, dude, I have no idea. I didn't even think I was going to get this far. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Do you think you got some of that intensity like the intensity that you bring to lifting from watching those Cal strength videos? For sure. If you go back on my Instagram 
too. I mean, far back. You got to scroll forever. But there's videos of me snatching like 75 kilos. And when I stand up, I'm like figure four in my, my one leg, like John North used to do. You know what I mean? And then like slamming the bar. So like a lot of my lifting inspiration came from those guys, like especially John North. I was like, dude, this guy's wild. Like he's thrown around this massive weight, standing on one leg, like screaming like an idiot. Like, and that was my personality to a T. Like I'm crazy, dude. Like I don't need to drink coffee any day of the week and I will freaking, I'll just be wired all the time. That's just who I am. So, and it was fun to like express myself that way. Cause wrestling like you have to kind of be calmer and like execute properly and you're in like a match where you can't really like express emotion that well so like weightlifting like dude you can hit a big weight and just lose your mind like that's what people like like about me is dude like i don't even know what i was thinking when i snatched 141 i have no idea why those noises came out of my mouth i think (laughs) i blacked out for like six seconds afterwards but i just like my emotions took over and I just was like flooded with like excitement and joy. And I think that's like the main reason why like I started weightlifting is because watching John North just absolutely lose his mind on the platform constantly. I was like, dude, that would be so fun to do. That's good that you recognized it too, that that's the type of lifter you are. Cause I think a lot of people watch these top people and just try to emulate whatever they do. So if you're not a super intense person and you go out and try to slam weights and you're, you're listening to six, nine, you're probably not going to lift as well. But for you, that's something that you can just crank up the music, slam the bars as hard as you possibly can. And that's good for you as a lifter. Yeah. And that's the thing too, like with proper coaching, like we have, we, we categorize our athletes by three different types, athlete type one, two, and three. Right. So athlete type three is a meathead lifter like me they like intensity they like to yell they like to slam bars they always put a lot of weight on the bar no matter if it's a static or ramping week or they're supposed to go light they're going to blow out their knee trying to max out every single day that's just who they are so if you can recognize yourself as one of those lifters like they train differently so you need to train like them you can't like my girlfriend Haley, she's a weightlifter um she is so different as a weightlifter and a person than me that if she would ever try to lift like me she would never be good like she'll pr her jerk and she'll just be like you know she won't say anything she has no emotion on her face like she does get excited obviously when she she meddled at worlds junior worlds twice she you know she was excited and stuff but she just she's so different than me so it is so important to recognize who you are as a weightlifter and a person and how you respond differently to different emotions and and stimulus and stuff like that. So, so what's a week of training look like for you? Week of training. Okay. Um, I would say right now I squat once. No, I squat four days a week. I squat once before my O lifts. So four days a week, one day a week, I squat before my O lifts. I do pulls twice a week. But it's only snatch pulls right now. I don't typically do a lot of clean pulls because it fatigues my lower back really well. Well, really bad. Um, And I'm not doing – I haven't been doing any um, variations in the last um, couple of months. So I've been doing mostly, you know, slow snatches, full snatches, power snatches. Those are variations, but they're not like a high hang, no feet or something like that, which is like really taxing on the body. And also like you can't go heavy. And then – Clean and jerks are pretty typical. I've been working on my jerks a lot lately. So um, 
Sunday, I typically go heavy. Monday, go heavy. <laughs> Tuesday, I go. Tuesday, I go a little lighter. Um, Wednesday, today, actually, I have an athlete day. So what we've been doing the last couple of years is on Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on what type of athlete you are, um, we'll do jumps. We'll do a lot of box jumps, side-to-side -side jumps, single-leg jumps, stair jumps, hurdle hops. And then at the end, we'll do like a really light lift. We'll do like a chun snatch or something for like four sets. Because um, a big part of weightlifting is being athletic. You know what I mean? You're going to fall out in weightlifting. You're going to be in situations where like your body's not very comfortable and being athletic really helps with that. And then Thursday, tomorrow, like I'm probably going to lift decently heavy and then Friday I'm going to lift heavy. So I don't lift light very often. Um, but again, I don't need to because that's the kind of athlete I am. So it's been kind of full board, heavy, heavy, heavy since I got back from, from coronavirus. But obviously it's been working really well. <laughs> So how, how has stuff changed? Like when you were, when you were younger, like were you doing more lighter technique stuff and now you're getting to the heavy period? So actually when I was younger, like they knew nothing about weightlifting, right? So I was like one of his first ever weightlifters, me and Haley. Um, and he was like just learning everything. So all the experiments Dane did, which was like over a hundred, I did them all. Um, <laughs> I would lift heavy all the time because Dane has FOMO. He's afraid of missing out on opportunities. Um, and I developed, I think I developed bad habits from lifting like that just because I didn't, he didn't know, I didn't know. Um, so actually I, I, I just kind of like lifted heavier and like didn't really care about technique when I was younger. And then for like three straight years, all I did was work on technique. You know, we were fixing my knees when the bar gets past my arm bend, like I was banging the bar too hard instead of like brushing. And then, so now that like my technique's good and everything's nice and like secure and I can have like a technical movement that's consistent, like we've been going heavy to try to build on those numbers. But I would say when I was younger, I just, I went heavy way too much and didn't focus enough on, on like the technical aspect of weightlifting because that's the most important part. I mean, it's so easy getting strong. I tell people that all the time. Like strength programs, dude, they're easy. They're easy to do. It's easy to execute. It's hard to move properly because everybody has these different notions about technique. You know, like your chest should stay way over the bar. Like your knees should stay back and all this stuff. But, but if you watch these really good weightlifters and you break down their technique, which Jane's been doing for years, they all do the same exact stuff. Their body moves the same exact way. And it's a lot less taxing on your body. So you can lift heavy a lot more. Um, that's kind of what we've been trying to do at Garage Strength is educate people on the proper ways that these professionals who are winning the Olympics are moving. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I was young, I just lifted heavy. I think a lot of people quit during that time too. I've just seen since I've been at Westchester since 2018, and there's been a ton of people who come through. And even if their max is 80 kilos, they'll be trying to hit 80 every single day. And then they just, they get hurt and they're gone. So I think that, uh, you can, you can certainly lift heavy, but you have to be smart about it. You can't just try to PR every single time you come into the gym. That's, that's not a sport you want to do if you're going to be a weightlifter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your body's in such vulnerable positions all the time too, like your elbows, your shoulders that like, if you're not moving properly, you're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna dislocate your elbow, you're gonna blow out your shoulder. Like you're gonna have knee tendonitis so bad to where you can't squat 50 kilos. So 
proper movement is definitely the most important part. Um, and I think, especially now, starting, it's not even like I tell kids all the time. I'm like, dude, it's cool to win youth nationals. It's cool to win junior nationals. I get it. But like, you want to prime yourself to when you're going to be older and it matters the most. So that's where like you need to be technically efficient right away. And then we'll work on strength later. And weightlifting, what you do outside of the gym is, is just as important as what you're doing inside. So what are you doing for recovery or mobility to, to prime yourself for those big days? Yeah. I mean, that's the most important part. So I go to, I go see a mobility doctor every Saturday morning. Um, his, it's actually called the mobility doc. His name's John Jacqueline. He's a chiropractor, but he's more of like a hands-on chiropractor. He doesn't just crack me. He actually has never cracked me once. Um, but I see him for, you know, my knees when they get sore, my lower back, my elbow, when I catch a lift out of place or something. Um, so he works on me every week. I own a Normatec that I like to use every single day. I own a stem machine, um, heat pads for my knees, ice for my knees. I have, you know, a Graston tool that I use on my quads before I lift every single day. Um, and then just rest. Like my weekends, dude, I don't do anything. Like I'm such a boring person. I literally like nap on the weekends, recover, stretch, like do stuff so I can be primed and ready for the week of lifting. But yeah, I mean, I would actually say the things you do outside of the gym is, is more important than the things you do inside the gym, especially like at a higher level when you're younger and you're not lifting that much weight and your body's like still growing, you can get away with like not stretching all the time or not seeing anybody to work on you. But when, you know, when you're my age and your knees have just had like hundreds of thousands of pounds on them over the years like you have to take care of them or like you're never going to be able to perform at a high level a lot of people are going to be pissed off that you're 23 years old saying when you get to my age at lifting because a lot of the people well, when I you lift get are, to my lifting age yeah my lifting age like eight eight years into the sport of weightlifting yeah that's and, more what i mean and just so many people forget that like eight years eight years man yeah. you've been doing snatch and clean and jerk Every day, six days a week. <laughs> Did you build up to that or were you always just like, were you just all in from, from the start six days a week? I'm going to train hard, train heavy. So I think when I was in high school, you know, I was a dumbass, dude. Like I did, I like, I got bad grades. I didn't, you know, I did dumb shit all the time. So I think I was on like a more like sporadic schedule. I would train three days a week. I would train five days a week, four days a week. Like sometimes I wouldn't train at all. <laughs> Um, but when I really got serious about weightlifting, I remember, um, I was working at like a local gas station in the area. Um, and I remember I went zero for six at a meet. I think it was, it was like the last junior nationals I might've ever competed at or something like that. It was one of the AOs or something. And I remember looking at Dane and I was like, dude, I need to make a change because I'm not going to get any better in my current situation. So I, he actually gave me a job at the gym so that. I could lift longer, I could lift more, and I could spend more time at the gym. And then ever since that happened, I've been training six days a week. So I think I started working at Garage Strength in 2015. So, you know, for the last five years, I've been training Sunday through Friday. That's awesome. And, and you have to take it that seriously if you're going to be at your level. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk a uh, competition mindset a little bit. Like when you're kind of at the more intermediate level you're not really worried about your competitors 
you're kind of just going, trying to hit your PRs, trying to PR by one kilo, two kilos. But when you're going to these top level competitions, you're trying to beat somebody. So what's your mindset going into competition when you know you have to hit a certain total? So when I was younger, like a couple years ago, and I know I'm already young, but I, I would always like think about my competitors and get freaked out and like want to beat them. And recently I was like, dude, you have to be yourself to be able to beat these people. You know, like you're not battling against anybody. Like the only person that's not allowing you to total what you need to total is yourself. So I like to block them out. Um, I know a lot of guys, I'm not going to call their names out, but they like to try to share platforms with me in the back or like stand in front of me when I take attempts or like talk to me while I'm warming up. And it's all just like a mental game plan. Like, dude, I do the same thing. I get it. You know what I mean? It's a competitive sport, but the second you start thinking about that is the second that you're done. Like they beat you already. So uh, my mindset is kind of just like, do what I do best. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to beat myself. I'm not trying to beat anybody else because my best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform at nationals. And I do, like, I think I'm better than everybody. And you have to, like, I don't think there's a single 67 on in, in the United States of America that can beat me in a, in a weightlifting competition. Damn. I love that, man. That's such a good mindset to have. Like you have to have that. If you're at the top yeah. level, you have to be selfish about your training. You have to know that your preparation is the best you can possibly do. So I think if, if you have those doubts in your mind, Hey, Alex Lee might be a little bit better than me or, and do you think like having Jordan training at the same gym as you like does that ever get in your head at all or you're kind of both completely separate at first it used to for sure but now i'm like dude it doesn't bother me like if anything it helps me push myself a little more in training but in competition like the same thing goes like we're not friends anymore when we're competing (laughs) and he knows that i know that but you know i'm i'm just trying to do everything I can to make sure I don't miss a lift on the platform. And I trust in my coach, make sure he knows like what attempts we're doing, what weights we're doing. But having Jordan around the last couple of years, I think it's definitely helped me um, progress a little faster in weightlifting just because he got to where I wanted to be a little sooner than I did. Um, but now I think I'm in a, in a spot where I got to it faster than he did. And I think now he's trying to play catch up, but we'll see. So are you looking at any lifters like on hook grip? Is there anybody you try to emulate anymore or is it just all Jake horse now? My favorite weightlifter is, um, Kuo Hsing Chun. She's the weightlifter that has the best technique. She moves the best and she's just a badass dude. She's so good at weightlifting and her movement is perfect. Like she's, she's my technical model. A hundred percent. Every time I lift, I try to move my knees like her. I try to catch a snatch like her. I try to catch a clean like her. Um, she's my favorite weightlifter. I mean, other other people I like watching. Man, I just like watching weightlifting, dude. I love it. I like. I really like watching um, the dude from Italy, Mirko Zani. I think he's a sixty-seven. He might be a seventy-three though, but he's just so strong. And yeah, I mean, but my, definitely my favorite weightlifter is uh, Kuo Sing Chun from Chinese Taipei. She's nice. just a complete badass and smashes everybody. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, I, I want to say she squats like 200 kilos at what? 59. 
Yeah, she squatted 200 kilos. <laughs> That's insane. She cleaned her 145. Damn. <laughs> She's an absolute beast. I don't know if you if you got a chance to read it, but uh, The Sport is Steroids by Jim Rutter, the coach of Philadelphia Barbell. He just came out with a book talking about uh, Pat Mendez's story in weightlifting and how he was basically trying to set world records and his coach told him the only way to do it was steroids. And uh, it, it's just his journey, like trying to navigate through and you have USADA. So aren't you getting tested like all the time at the gym? Yeah, actually, when USADA opened back up, they were closed down for a while because of COVID. Um, I got tested three times in two months. And that's just weird. Like, I just, I just recently got tested like a week ago. But yeah, I get tested constantly. We have a parking spot at our garage in the front that says USADA parking only because they're at our gym so much. Because <laughs> it's not just me that gets tested. You know, Haley gets tested a bunch. Kate, Anna, we have a track guy, Sam Mattis, who's a national champion discus thrower. He gets tested constantly. So on any given day, USADA can walk in and test any single one of us, and none of us would be surprised. But, yeah, I mean, we're constantly getting drug tested. Just it's, It feels like it never ends. I feel like I have a personal relationship with these people who watch me pee. So, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like if you uh, – like I won't say if, but like once you get to the world championship level, Olympics – do you feel like you're at an unfair advantage because you have to compete with these these people who are probably not getting tested like this outside of competition? Sometimes I I do. Um, I mean, definitely, like, when I was at Junior Worlds, I was like, dude, there's no way this kid's clean. There's no way this kid is 19 years old and he's snatching 150 kilos. Like, then again, like, I've always thought that recently, but now that I see where I'm at in snatch with, you know, 141 kilos, I mean, I don't know what the world record is at my weight class, but I know I'm not close, but I also know I'm not that far. So I feel like I can compete with these guys, especially, you know, give me four years. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks that they're not as heavily tested as us in the U.S. because I feel like I would be ranked a lot higher and I would be a lot better if it was more fair. But Again, I know that I'm staying true to myself. I'm not cheating, and that's kind of all that really matters to me. Yeah, I guess it's it's about that comparison that you can't try to be any other lifter besides yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because eventually these guys are going to get popped. Like, 10 years down the line, they're going to get popped. So I, I don't really – it doesn't bother me because I know that I'm never going to show up on a drug testing list. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I hear you have an interesting hobby outside of weightlifting. You're uh, you throw pottery, right? Yeah. So what uh, what do you do with that? Like, do you make make mugs or glass? Like, what do you do? So I make everything really. Um, I, I I really like to make mugs. Um, I make a lot of like big salad bowls, like little tumblers, cups. Um, it's just so it's so fun, and it's such a different like atmosphere than weightlifting like weightlifting is so intense it's so hard and taxing on the body and it's so hard and taxing like mentally where you can go you know wedge up a piece of clay hop on the wheel and just throw for you know hours at a time and no one's talking to you you don't have to think about anything and you're just like making a piece of artwork so it's like I think that dynamic has really helped me in weightlifting because I'm not just constantly like thinking in my brain weightlifting 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 like I have a good break and, and I don't know, I've always liked throwing clay. My dad was an art teacher when I was growing up. So 
you know, we always were an artistic family. Um, I like singing a lot. So, yeah, I mean, it's fun, man. I really like throwing pottery. I think everybody should try it. We should get a J course um, lesson going. I'll teach everybody. <laughs> yeah, you got to start hopping on IG Live and start throwing stuff. Yeah, teach people how to throw throw mugs. Yeah, for sure, man. So I just have one final question that I ask everybody, and you can take this in weightlifting or just life in general. But what's one piece of advice that you could write on a sticky note, one sentence that will help somebody become better today than they were yesterday? You have one shot to do something you want to do in your life. So you have to do it now. That's it. I tell that to everybody, man. Like, they're like, man, you, you weightlift so much. Like, this is all you do. This is your whole life. And I'm like, yeah, but you have one shot. Like, I can't stop weightlifting for five years and pick it up and be like, oh, I'm going to be good again. Like, I'm going to go to the Olympics. Like, I have one shot to do this. Like, I have one chance to really, like, do something that people will remember me for. And I'll, like, be able to tell my kids one day that I went to the Olympics. So it's time to just, like, hunker down and do it, man. There's no other better time to do it than now. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. Well, where can people find you on Instagram if they want to support Jake Horst? They can find me at Jake the Snake sixty seven KG. Um, go follow me. I don't have a ton of followers. No one really likes watching me weightlift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, follow me on Twitter or follow me on Instagram, man. That's really my, the only platform I'm on. Um, and I don't post a ton. I'm not like a big like social media guy. I don't really care if people watch me or not. But yeah, follow me. Jake the Snake 67 KG. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for doing this today. This was really fun. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. And that's a wrap for this week's episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening. If you want to go follow Jake, again, his Instagram is Jake the Snake 67 KG. That will be linked up in the show notes. So go follow him over the course of the next six weeks and see how he's preparing for nationals in uh, Atlanta. And if you guys want to follow the show on Instagram, it is at Better Than Yesterday Pod. Stay tuned with all the episodes and just some content over there. If you guys like this episode, make sure to give it a five star rating and review on iTunes. All of those things would be super helpful to me. So I just appreciate you tuning in this week, and I look forward to talking to you guys on the next one.